Yo, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We are on episode 28, I think, this week. That sounds right. And uh, yeah, man, I am excited about this week's episode. Uh, I'm chocked full of, of pretty... I watched a lot of stuff, and I played some games. And the game that we're talking about today, as you can read in the title, is Inscription, which is a game that popped up on my radar very late in 2022, actually at the Game Awards is the first time I heard about it, and uh, yeah, I kind of got interested in it, started playing it, and uh, I am very compelled to do an episode on it so far. I'm not even completed the game yet, so it's uh, it's not going to be a review or anything. I just want to talk about this game because I think it's a kind of a treasure and going to be spoiler free i'm not going to be going into any of the of the story stuff not going to be spoiling uh, late game stuff nothing like that just going to try and pique your interest in this game and uh, just kind of let you know what this game's all about because uh, i didn't hear a damn thing about it i haven't heard really anything about it since i heard about it initially and uh, yeah i want to give it a little bit of love but before we give it a little bit of love let's give give a little bit of love to what I was watching and playing this week. So let's kick off with, um, let's start with the video games that I've been playing this week. So I have been playing uh, Pikmin 3 still. So last week's episode, I just want to nip this in the bud right now. So last week's episode, I did a review on Pikmin 3. And uh, I continued to play the game after I reviewed it. And I feel like I did that game a little dirty. Not overly dirty, not like I... I underscored it in a major way but I would I would definitely give it a higher score than what I gave it so um I'm just gonna say that I'm not gonna I, I would so I gave the game a seven and a half out of ten but I, I would go I would argue it's easily it's definitely an eight or maybe even an eight and a half if I can again this has been an ongoing situation uh trying still to get my wife I was so close, guys. I was so close to getting her to play it with me. I was so close. But uh, I, I, I could easily see it hitting an 8.5, maybe even a 9, <clears throat> excuse me, if I can get uh, a co-op situation with it. But been diving into the challenge mode, and I've just been loving it. Challenge mode has been fantastic. Way more what I would have wanted out of this game through the campaign, obviously, because it adds a little bit more challenge and a little bit more uh, thought and strategy to the game that I was uh, lacking a little bit throughout the campaign. So yeah, I've been having a really good time with that. They're quite addicting and very replayable because it just uh, it's about getting the highest score and um, the way that they're laid out. It's usually you get an amount of time. There's so many challenges. There's one uh, just collect as much fruit, I, I think, and one is kill as many enemies as possible. And the last one, which I haven't played yet, is the boss one so i imagine you got to kill the boss as fast as possible something like that uh loved collecting the fruit ones as fast as possible you have to manage your pikmin and your your captains a lot way more than you do throughout the campaign so i was really digging those a lot of fun with that so i've been doing that and i have been playing through the witcher 3 and uh yeah i think um it's going to be a little bit longer than I anticipated for the next part of my Witcher review because I got into Blood and Wine and holy fuck, is it ever massive. It is huge. Massive, massive expansion. We're talking like... There's like when they said this could like as big as, a, as another game, they weren't kidding. Like this thing could easily be like... 
like 30 hours long on an expansion like it's a whole new area of the game a big new map and there's already i got a loaded with a whole bunch of new quests and there's a whole bunch of new mechanics and yeah i just kind of started it so there's a lot going on with that so uh sadly the the witcher review is going to get pushed back i imagine just until i finish it or until i feel like i have enough to talk about but i'm still pretty fresh into the blood and wine uh mostly because the game i'm talking about this week has really just pulled me away uh from the witcher and um yeah so (laughs) still been playing the witcher but not as much as i have been over the last few weeks been really putting a lot of time into inscription and a little bit more time into pikmin than than i was like i said really enjoying that challenge mode uh yeah if you haven't checked out pikmin 3 I, I recommend this game it's it's very good it's very very good actually and what else have i been playing so i will be starting a new let's play on my youtube channel gamer gx videos you can look that up on youtube or you can look down below there's a link down there take you right to the youtube channel you can go check that out and uh, the new series i'm going to be doing is the wolf among us uh, one of the telltale games the one that i think is Honestly, it might be my favorite Telltale game overall. I really, really enjoyed it. And I feel like it doesn't get as much love, especially on YouTube, that um, the Walking Dead games do. I mean, who who hasn't? Like, everybody and their grandma has done a Telltale Walking Dead YouTube series. So uh, I wanted to do it a little different and try the wa- the the last of us or sorry the wolf among us because it's been so long since i played it personally the new i think the wolf among us 2 is supposed to come out in 2023 so i wanted to refresh myself so uh, those videos will be dropping i think it's next weekend is when i'll have those scheduled uh, i just kind of did a trial run with it today to see how it how it's going and yeah it looks like a game that yeah i can do a series on so so far so good with that so be on the lookout for that again you can go check the link out down below check out the youtube channel i also uh, will be finishing up until dawn that is a let's play i've been doing over the last month again a game i really really uh quite like quite a bit <laughs> really fun game and uh finished uh, oh there's also a few witcher videos that went up over there uh while i was playing through the blood and wine no not blood and wine uh what's the other one fucking called the one that's not blood and wine uh, i was playing a little bit of that so there's a few episodes of that if you're interested in that you can help yourself and uh, feel free to go over there and check it out so that is everything that i've been playing on top of obviously been playing the hell out of uh, inscription here we'll be talking about that in just a moment but this was a kind of a big week for me uh, for movies I i don't partake in a lot of movies but i watched two movies this week y'all two movies so and i started watching two shows sort of one sort of a show i guess and one is most definitely a show so let's start with the movies so it was my wife's birthday she wanted to uh, go check out the avatar the way the way of water and uh, before it left theaters and i was like shit that's a good idea so we went out to the theater and damn i first off i gotta say i haven't been to the movie theater in a long time like uh the last th- we we're trying to figure out the last one we went out to see and i think it was scary stories to tell in the dark which was uh, i checked it it came out in 2019 so apparently it's been that long since i've been to a theater question mark but uh yeah so it's been a minute and uh whoa it was really different at least the theater that we went to has changed a lot since we last been there they've definitely upgraded a bit so yeah we went to see avatar with the full 3d everything all the bells and gimmicks whatever the hell put the glasses over top of my glasses because i wear glasses and i put the 3d glasses over my glasses and we watched avatar and um 
yeah, man. Uh, whew, what do, there's a, it's it's uh, it's an experience that's for sure. Definitely, I can without question say this is a movie you gotta watch. You gotta watch it in the theater. That's the way it's made. Uh, I can definitely. Uh, attest to that because I saw the original Avatar with all the bells and whistles it was incredible I loved it and then I bought it on Blu-ray or whatever and it was just nothing like the experience in the theater so yes um so the big thing with me in this movie was um uh, uh some of the characters just really upset me I don't like the main dude like the Jake Sully guy I don't like him uh the the kids and stuff were meh I mean yeah, some of the characters weren't super great. I don't like the whole idea behind the... Like, so the movie basically breaks down to three parts. It's like a three and a half hour long movie. So the first half is like kind of the aftermath of the first movie. So we're kind of cleaning that up a little bit. And then the next uh, chunk is getting to the water area. So basically... Uh, no more trees now it's all in water so uh yeah the water part was amazing that was my favorite part of the movie was when they finally got uh kind of a situated in the water area i'm not gonna like spoil anything too crazy here but once they get to the water area and like everything's new to them and like that that whole that's that spot was incredible like i actually got like like i was all goosebumps and i was just felt so it was like euphoric basically like i won't put it on the level of uh in the first avatar movie when they when they got to like the the wisdom tree or whatever the fuck in the forest and all the petals and everything are coming down that might have been the greatest like cinema moment i've ever experienced in a theater because that was just incredible <clears throat> on top of like you know at the time it was so amazing <clears throat> So it was up there though, the water, when you, when they finally get into the water and they're like exploring and they're figuring things out, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I uh, love that part. Uh, a lot of complaints though. I mean, the CGI was inconsistent at times. It looked like shit and, um, I, I'll, I'll just lay it down right now. I am, uh, I'm not a CGI guy. I don't like CGI. I, I, I don't care like how much, like, I just don't, I can't get into it, man. Like I am a practical effects guy. I will take a shitty practical effect over your $1 billion budget CGI effects any day of the week. I'm sorry. I just, that's just how I am. I love practical effects. I can like, even with a shitty practical effect, I can get behind the fact that at least like there's a lot of creativity behind practical effects and and yeah i just I, it really takes me out of the moment and with avatar at times it was it looked amazing absolutely incredible uh but it was it struggled with consistency with that movie i found like like i said i can't tell if this is i don't know who this is a jab at or if it's a jab at all but i like especially at the beginning of the movie i was like this looks like a video game and I can't tell if that's a jab at the movie saying that the movie looks bad or that video games have just come so far that they look as good as like CGI movies nowadays. So take that for what it is. But I just felt like I was watching a very high end video game cutscene, like on PS5. So uh, I was fine with it. I was just like, oh, yes, this would be an amazing video game. Like, oh, wow. Like I've seen graphics on PS5 that were comparable to that so i guess the, in terms of like what you experience what you would expect for a big massive budget movie i guess that's not very good but at times like i it yeah it was just very inconsistent like it definitely pulled me in and out of the movie a lot and uh story-wise it was fine yeah it was fine you know pocahontas 2 
solid movie. I liked Pocahontas one, and uh, yeah, dude, it was it was fine. I thought it was a solid experience. I think I liked my experience with Avatar one more because it was just new and everything was just yeah the whole situation was new and uh, yeah I thought it was cool. If you haven't checked it out, I mean I I would recommend checking it out before it goes out of theaters. If you don't watch it in theaters, then just don't bother. That's that's my opinion. So yeah, if anyone else, uh, if you, I imagine a lot of people have checked out Avatar, we waited a long time. The theater was like pretty much empty, pretty much empty when we went to see it. So yeah, uh, now's a great time I would say to go see it. If if you're if you don't like crowds like me but uh yeah i thought it was fine it was good i liked it i i wouldn't say it was a bad movie but uh definitely definitely not a perfect film a lot of problems with it but still very very much so entertaining very much so a theater movie so there's that there's my take on avatar i've been holding in that opinion for like a week i saw it like a week ago now and uh yeah dying to talk about it so there you go if you want to chat any more about avatar or whatever with me and uh you can you know hit me up on twitter or send a message email anything like that uh i also watched uh, my wife and i took part in another movie not in the theaters but just chilling at home i was like hey, you want to watch a funny movie she was like sure so we watched a movie called free guy i believe it's on crave i think that's where we watched it solid movie man solid funny little movie it has ryan reynolds in it and it's about uh a dude who's an npc character in a video game and then this npc he like becomes aware and he starts like partaking in the video game basically really funny con like cool concept uh they didn't like go crazy like i feel like they could have been way more creative uh but it was a solid movie we had some good laughs and i enjoyed it i really liked that cons i had no idea what it was once i read the description i was like oh shit it's about like it has something to do with video games and it's got ryan reynolds i'm sold and yeah ryan reynolds was ryan reynolds for sure i thought it was a fun goofy movie if you're it's a yeah solid little uh, funny movie <clears throat> and if you want something like i said it has something to do with video games so there's a little added bonus i liked it it was a solid flick i'd give it like a six out of like a six out of ten and avatar would be like a seven seven and a half out of ten with the theater experience and the whole hoopla and we snuck in snacks and stuff and and like yeah theaters don't give a shit anymore we i snuck in like pepperoni not a pizza like pepperoni sticks and like we whole bag of popcorn like fuck it we didn't give a shit awesome and uh in terms of tv shows um so there's this little interesting thing that's been going around the internet lately and it's been picking up a lot of heat uh there's been people getting into well this has been going on behind the scenes behind my scenes anyway for a long time but it's really been picking up steam uh people have been slapping the shit out of each other you know on on the internet uh really big massive men uh, slapping people unprotected unsanctioned i would imagine you know very just unsafe stuff and apparently Dana White has become a massive fan of this. Have you heard of this? Do you know this? Do you Have you heard of this? Uh, Dana White has basically taken that concept of the slap fight and he's like done the UFC thing to it. Uh, UFC Ultimate Fighter. So they're literally bringing guys in uh, that are renowned slappers. Right? Okay. Am I? Are you in? Are you in? Trust me. This is cool. Check it out. Uh, um, so they bring them in. They fucking slap each other. Uh, basically it comes down to like heads or tails. You go first or don't, uh, you try to survive. It's fucking insanity, dude. It is absolutely insane. I would recommend every single human being at least go out and watch episode one. It is the most like 
I don't know. I, I entertainment. I don't know what this is, dude. All I can say is that it is probably the most like I was holding my hand up to my forehead like the whole time. Like I'm, I got anxiety watching this because this is just full on. Like hands, put your hands behind your fucking back and take the hardest slap from some of the biggest dudes ever, and just try and stand, try and not fucking collapse and die. It's amazing. I couldn't. I like. I. I, it's, I will agree. It is one of the. It's the stupidest thing. It is without a without question. It is beyond stupid. These guys are taking just horrific trauma to the head, unprotected. Just you know, traumatic blows to the head, and I can't look away, I cannot look away, I want more episodes now, Dana, now, I can't believe it, um, we both were just immensely entertained, and by the end of episode two, we're like, yo, man, like, look at the size of that guy's arm, like, I think he's got good potential to, like, knock that, like, it's fucking insane, and then they throw these dudes in a house filled with alcohol and just testosterone, it's fucking bananas, Dana, you did it again, you crazy son of a bitch. We got another hit on our hands. God damn it. Check it. I think it's called the Ultimate Ultimate Slap Fight. It's fucking insane, dude. Just check it out. Check out some highlights. You'll be blown away by what they're doing out there. It's just incredible. Okay. I'll stop with the slap fight. And then last night, one more thing. We'll talk about some video games, I swear. Uh, one more show. I checked out. Star Wars show, Andor, I just watched one episode last night, and I'm not going to lie, episode one didn't do a lot for me, that's, you know, very early, only watched one episode, did not do a lot for me last night, didn't draw me in anywhere near that the other shows did, I am aware, don't worry, I'm aware that it gets better, I'm not gonna give up on it, I'm just giving you my opinions on what I thought of episode one, uh, yeah, I got drawn right into Obi-Wan, that episode one, I was instantly like, oh, cool, awesome, I like this, Mandalorian, oh, yeah, cool, I love this, uh, yeah, pretty much everything else, this one at the end, I was like, the episode ended, I was like, huh, I was like, I'm not really compelled to watch episode two, I, I will, but like, huh, yeah, that's basically where I'm gonna leave it at that, we'll, we'll, I'll keep you posted on how that goes, I will be watching more of Andor, so, uh, yeah, alright, that's enough, uh, as usual, please, let me know, you know, send me an email, hit me up on Twitter, send me, put a comment down on YouTube, let me know what you guys are playing out there, what games are you diving into, what shows and or movies are you diving into, and again, if you watched Avatar, what do you think about Avatar, like, I think it's such a, I think it's gonna be a very hot and cold movie, it's rather you loved it or you hated it, I think, I'm definitely more on the side of liking it because I just enjoyed the first Avatar so much. But I can understand if someone said they didn't like it, I'd be like, oh, I, t- I, I understand. I understand that. I won't argue. I won't argue it. But uh, yeah, there you go. So hit me up if you want, and let's fucking get into baby. Let's get into this goddamn game, Inscription. So I am playing Inscription on PlayStation Five, and uh, I'll just let you know this is a, f- a little indie game. Nice and cheap little video game here. Like I said, I picked it up cheap uh, on a, a Boxing Day sale. I think it was. It was like $18. And I think regular, it's like 25 bucks. So right out of the gate, going to tell you right now, worth every penny, no doubt. Uh, I, I definitely am a little bit more drawn into indie gaming more and more every single year. I get further and further into it. Always been into indie gaming. Always enjoyed it. Uh, it took me a long time, but at nowadays I've been into indie gaming for Jesus since like fuck man, like Super Meat Boy days, like long time, like very 
long, like not as long as other people understand that, but I've always appreciated my indie games. And nowadays, like more than ever, I think they're still way, way too underrated. So this is another one that I just, I got to shout it out, man. In inscription, I highly recommend you check it out. I just got to say that right out of the gate. So what is this game about? Uh, gameplay wise. So what are you doing? This is a, I know, I know this might get a little bit exhausting, but it is a roguelite card game. So, but this one has a extremely cool, uh, kind of a mystery twist to it. So the thing that I can compare it to is something that I did play is the game mist. If anyone is familiar with the game mist or any kind of game similar to mist, so it has that kind of a appeal to it, and there is kind of a mystery side to the game, and it kind of plays in that mist style. So I'm basically going to leave that alone to where it is, that side of the mystery. Not going to be exploring any of that. That I will leave up to you to go out and explore yourselves because it is something that is absolutely worth going out. This this small amount of money that they're asking for for this this game, oh, fuck yeah. And if you're interested in interested in card games roguelites you're interested in strategy just something that'll stimulate your brain make you think this game is funny and oh the mystery to it bro i'm i don't get sucked in very very often like sure i of course i say this time and again i will appreciate a good story but that's not why i play video games that's not number one mostly i'm, I'm playing video games to stimulate my brain to get my brain running and using it and i like to I like to think, I like to, uh, I struggle, like, like my problem with watching TV shows especially is that I'm just kind of sitting there and not doing anything, at least with video games, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm interacting, right, so I love that, I love interacting, and yeah, I just prefer that, but, but yeah, this game has, uh, it has a lot going on with it, it has a really, uh, a suck you in story, like I said, but, uh, it really pulled me. It pulled me in almost instantly. Like literally within ten minutes, I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is this is different." Like for me, at least, like this was different right out of the gate. I was very much so pulled in by uh, just very mysterious game right out of the gate, and I love those kind of games, man. Something that make you very confused, kind of takes you a second to 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 kind of get your surroundings around you. Not quite like Deathloop. Deathloop was just like actually like what the actual fuck for like two hours. But no, you you'll get. I I got into this right away um a game that i can really compare this to uh especially because it's a card game right so uh, if you played slay the spire you're gonna fucking love inscription oh my god like i don't know if i can like i love slay the spire i don't know if i can go back to slay the spire man because this game is like slay the spire on crack with a ridiculous story mixed in with some some mist and some oh just oh hell yeah man and it's like like undercover a little bit of a horror game like i'm not gonna say like it made me it didn't have any jump scares up until this point that i've played it but there's definitely a lot of tension and anxiety and i'll talk about it more when it comes to the sound design of this game which is incredible absolutely incredible so if you dug slay the spire and you love card games oh my goodness i cannot this is like probably the best card game that i've played on a video game and i played Yu-Gi-Oh! i played uh 
Gwent and, and, and Witcher. I love Gwent. And, oh, dude, this is fucking hell yeah. So, like I said, it's very similar to Slay the Spire. You're starting on, like... So, the, the game is broken down into three acts. I think that's three acts. There might be a fourth one. I'm pretty sure three. Like I said, I'm not done this game yet. and uh, But I'm mostly going to be sticking to talking about Act 1. Act 2, I'll touch on a little bit. But for the most part, I'm going to stick with what uh, goes on in Act 1. We're going to avoid all the spoilers. And for the most part, mechanics that happen in Act 1 stick with you throughout most of the game. But I'll, I'll dive into it. A little bit later so let's let's just start with it so very similar to slay the spire starting on a map with like a path to choose so you're traversing the path and when you get to the end of it you're gonna fight a boss but on the way on the way there you're gonna have your obstacles uh, with a whole bunch of different obstacles i'll dive into that a little bit more in a second so the goal to the card game is you're supposed to tip your opponent's scale all the way to their side so I think it's five. So you got to get five attack points of damage onto their side of the board, tip the scale all the way over to their side, and you win. So, and the really cool thing that they use to weigh the scales is you're using human teeth. At least I, I, I'm pretty sure it's human teeth. I know for sure it's teeth. It took me like an hour or so of gameplay until I realized I'm like, holy shit, you are using teeth. That's insane. And uh, I found out in a very like. Hey, this is teeth. You're using teeth. You you really couldn't miss that fact after the way I was shown that, oh yeah, you're using teeth. Very, very cool. <laughs> so you do that. You have um, two flames on a candle. That's basically your life. So you have two lives. Uh, you can, if your scale gets tipped all the way over, you'll lose a, a light on your candle. And if you lose both of the lights, you're done, son. You got to start all over again. So there's your ro- there's your rogue part to the game, but you do get to, you get to keep some stuff. So that's the light part, I guess. That's how that goes. I don't really fucking know, but in boss fights, you only have one flame. So it's a uh, you you, you got to pay attention when you're going up against the bosses. And the bosses, oh yeah, they're like, oh, I'll keep two flames. Sometimes they have three flames. It's like, oh, you sons of bitches. So yeah, and like I said, you die. You got to start over on the map. And uh, when you die, though, one of the coolest things, I love this mechanic so much. It was so fucking cool. When you do die, you get to create a death card. So, obviously, it's a card game. You've got a whole bunch of cards. I'll talk a little bit more about the cards. But when you die, you get to kind of create your own custom card in a way. So, first, you get to choose from three random cards uh, three different times. So, you're picking... Uh, one card to judge how much it's worth if it's if you have to sacrifice something for it and the other one will judge how much it has attack power and defense power and then a special thing so we'll talk about that so basically how the cards work there's a there's a whole variety of cards but boil it down they have an attack value and a defense value a sigil which is like a type of the type of card that they are there's a whole bunch of types there's like flying which allows you to attack over an opponent's monster and attack directly you got opponent uh, poisonous ones which if you attack an opponent it'll kill them instantly there's just a whole bunch of these just so many of them and some cards don't have sigils so and uh, you can acquire sigils uh, different ways. And so there's a, there's a lot of really cool mechanics to this game. So 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and do my best, but basically, if you love a good card game with a lot of good strategy and a, just a whole variety of really cool things, definitely not on the level of depth of, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! or anything like that. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is stupid. Way too much shit going on. Like, it's, it's a pretty basic card game. I know uh, card games, when they get explained to you, they sound really, really daunting, but this game, I got, I understood exactly how to play this card game within four fucking minutes. Like, it's really, really quite simple. Um, but kind of similar to Yu-Gi-Oh! Certain cards need a blood sacrifice to summon them. So at the top corner, uh, it'll tell you if there's a value. It could be two blood. It could be two or three bones. So there's different types of sacrifices. Um, so, uh, the blood one means it needs to be a, a blood sacrifice. So a living sacrifice. So you'll have to sacrifice something on your board, on your side that is living, and depending on how many sacrifices a particular card needs, I think, like, the highest end, I think there was a card that needed, like, four sacrifices. So, yeah, you can do some pretty big sacrifice cards. And then the other style, uh, at least in Act 1, is Bones. So when you do sacrifice a card or a card is killed on your board, you are given a bone. So a bone is basically the same so you can pile up a whole bunch of bones certain cards can only be summoned with bones so you'll use those so there's just another really cool mechanic that adds some really awesome strategy to it and then at the start of your turn you can decide to draw from two decks so one deck has a rat of course every game that i play it's a has fucking rats in it if you if you follow along with my youtube channel it's just been like i'm not doing this on purpose i swear but every game that i seem to play has rats in it and there's just rats in every game and i freak out and go crazy every time i see a rat in a video game and yet again there's a rat in this game but um it's a, it's a good rat it's a good rat so uh you can use that uh, a rat, it's a low-value card, easy to play, good for sacrifices, good for uh, if you just need a defense, something to lay out there and just protect you for a minute. Rats are really good. Or you can draw from, from your actual deck, and you won't know what you're going to get, so sometimes it could be uh, exactly what you need. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's too powerful, I can't use it right now. So you got to choose wisely. And then, so, while you're traveling on the maps, uh, along with just your regular card battles, you're going to have other obstacles that you're going to have to go through. So, you got standard card duels, you got challenge card duels, which are really interesting. So, uh, they're, they're a bit more challenging. So, there's, like, a gimmick to these battles. And I, I guess it's random, but it'll choose, like... It'll be like, okay, every card that you're up against will have this sigil that every, all of them will block flying attacks. Or all of them will have flying attacks. So something like that. Some of them can be really challenging. They can really put you in a bind and really fuck you up. And sometimes they're, they're not that bad. But again, it's another thing. You have to look at your map path and like kind of decide ahead of time. Like, hey, well, I want to do this. Okay, it leads to that. Ooh, that might be too challenging. Maybe I want to go on this path. So... Just another layer of strategy, which I just absolutely adore. Uh, other things you can go up. So they're not all obstacles in a way that, like, it's a challenge. Some of them are bonuses. Uh, some you go up to and you can upgrade a card. But, oh my god, this is one of the most, like, anxiety-filled uh, parts. So on this board, you'll, you'll get to this, like, forest and you'll meet these, like, villagers. They're all huddled around this fire. And, um... They'll offer you a random power-up. It could be to increase your defense, increase your attack, something like that. So you, you say, yeah, sure, we'll do it. You pick one card that you want to do it. And um, 
you place it there and um the villagers will be like oh hey yeah they powered you up but oh they look really hungry and or one just pulled out a knife or something you're like oh shit and uh yeah a few times they stole my card and like fucking ate my card they're like cannibals and they took my card and other times they powered up my card and i escaped with my card and unharmed but i'm like oh fuck sometimes you want to run that gambit and sometimes they're like oh you made it out. Do you want to do you want to try again? And you can run like oh dude, so I think one time I I ran it like four times and I just got like a four, like increased my attack four times. I was like, "Holy shit." So I had this really powerful card. And they're like, "Do you want to go again?" I'm like, "God, no." It's like, "Oh, it's kind of like like roulette. Like you want to you want to roll again." So that was a really really cool aspect and fucking god, those villagers. Whoever at those campfire, those guys are freaking terrifying. Um, another really cool one, um, well, you can also choose a new card. So sometimes they'll just be like, here's three cards, pick one. Very simple, but effective and very helpful. And again, just another thing of strategy. You're like looking at the cards. You're like, okay, this one does that. That does this. Hmm, does that go with my deck? Oh, that card could be really helpful. So, oh, I just love it. I love it so much. Really cool one is like, it'll combine card powers. So it'll be like, okay. You get a. You have to sacrifice this card, but we'll take its sigil. So it's like, okay, this one can fly, and you can take it and add it to another card that already has a sigil. So you can have a card with two sigils, three sigils. Sometimes you can give a card that doesn't have a sigil, give it a sigil. So say you got like a powerhouse, like I have a wolf, and it's like one of my stronger attackers, and it doesn't have a sigil. So if I give it the flying symbol, and it can do some real strong like direct damage. So again, just more strategy based be so much strategy to this game i love it uh you can also acquire items uh, the items are really cool uh such things um you can what is it I, well i think you could play as many items as you want per per turn but you're only allowed to carry three items with you so uh you can run across the the item person and say for example you have all three items already they're like oh well we won't give you nothing you can't have another item but it'll give you a card and it'll give it's a card called pack rat and if you play pack rat and if you don't have if you happen to have only two items you play pack rat it'll give you a random item so another just really helpful card so you're always getting rewarded it's really just rewarding you see how that goes but uh other really cool items you can get like a rat or sorry it's not a fucking rat card oh i did i totally totally forgot to to change that i just seen that um, so it's not a rat, it's a squirrel. So apologies for anyone that's been screaming at, at their car or anything. I apologize. They are squirrels. They're not rats. They look like rats, not rats. My bad. There are rats in this game though. There are rats. It's just, they, you, they're not used for sacrifices. They're squirrels. Okay. So don't hate me. So anyway, you can get extra squirrels, which are helpful. Sometimes you're like, uh, if you just need an extra squirrel to lay down for a sacrifice and get a really strong card out, you can, boom, just grab an extra squirrel, lay it down. You can just get going. Really, really helpful. You can get a jar of extra bones, jar of extra uh, coins or something like that. So that's helpful. Get a pair of scissors, which is exactly what it sounds like it does. It just fucking, you can uh, cut one of the car one of your opponent's cards in half. Fucking super useful. There's an hourglass, which makes your opponent skip a turn. And then there are pliers. Uh, the pliers is when I found out that you're using teeth as uh, as things for the scale. So you can use the pliers. It'll, you will grab, you'll grab the pliers and you'll rip out one of your teeth and you'll place it on 
the scale. So if you're like one hit away and you're like, shit, I need like, it's a basically a last desperation. You rip one of your own teeth out to tip the scale in one, just one. And sometimes it gets you out of a bind, man. But oh, the ultimate sacrifice, you got to take out your own tooth. And it gets even more gruesome later on in the game. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you played it, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, it's uh, very, very fucking cool. So <laughs> they have that going on. So that's insane. And uh, there's also a fur trader who is out there. So, um, uh, well, there's like two parts of the fur trader. So first part, so uh, like I talked about with the teeth. So if you happen to deal extra damage, so you need five damage to win the card game. But say in your final blow, you only needed one damage and you dealt four so you get three extra teeth to use as currency. So you can spend that on fur at the fur trader. So if depending on how many teeth, the fur trader will give you a fur pelt for free. And then you can use as much of your teeth as you want. Try and buy up as many pelts as you can. Those pelts go into your deck and you can use them. You can use them in really desperate situations, but you're, you want to hold on to these pelts. And if you can hold on to them long enough to get to the fur trader, the fur trader, depending on the rarity of your pelts, he will give you uh, rare cards. And yeah, so you, you definitely want to keep your pelts. And there's um, a boss fight later on in the game. Yes, there are boss fights in this game. And uh, those pelts come in major handy. So you're going to want to hang on to your pelts. And if you can deal extra damage, go for it. Sometimes your opponent will be basically beg for mercy. And they, they will know like, oh, it's game over. Like legitimate mercy rule. Like, all right, all right, you win. And you can be like, nah, dog, I'm going to fucking lay it in and just you know, fucking hammer them down and get those extra teeth, man. Every extra tooth counts. It, it really does. So there's that. Um, there's a wood carver out there and they will give you, uh, basically it comes in two parts. You get the base and then you get the head. So once you get two pieces, uh, let me try and figure out what the fuck do they do again? Uh, yes. So if once you complete uh, a, a totem and it has a symbol on it, whatever card that you draw that doesn't have a sigil, it'll gain that sigil. You just have to gain the pieces on the board. So you'll, you'll get it. It, it'll, it comes around and it becomes really, really useful. Like for one, one example, I think, I don't, I don't remember what sigil I had that was really useful, but basically it's the same thing. Like uh, all your squirrels, like that's that's where it comes in really big handy. So all your squirrels will get a sigil, which is awesome. So it really it really does come in handy. So that one is really really cool as well. So like I said, there are boss fights in this game. Um, they're they're interesting. So like I said, they're they're uh, they take one of your candles away. They have two lives for the most part. I think one of them has three. I I believe, but I think that's like the the last boss of like act one so yeah there's a, there's a lot of card battling going on but uh they in a very good way they keep the card like they keep it fresh it does not get stale like they continuously are adding in these new twists and mechanics that just keep everything keep you on your toes basically and these boss fights are really cool man and oh man so um like you got this kind of a character that um, you you meet at the beginning of the game, this kind of a shadow entity, and the shadow entity is kind of who you're playing against. It's almost like a dungeon and dragon kind of situation. Like they're your 
like narrator or something kind of deal. It's very, very interesting. I don't want to dive too much into it without spoiling anything, but basically this like faceless entity is playing against you. And when it comes to boss fights, it puts on a mask and then it becomes like a boss. It becomes this character all of a sudden. And it's very cool. There's what, uh, three, three slash four boss fights in the first act. And they're very cool, man. So you got the prospector, the, the, the fish man, and then the fur, the, the, the pelt, the fur trader and the, the pelt guy. What is it? I have it written down. I think, uh, yeah, the trapper and the fur trader. Oh man. So boss fights are really cool. Uh, they add in this really awesome music. So I guess now that I'm on the topic of the music, I'll just kind of gloat about the music and the sound design of this game because it's fucking excellent. So in terms of especially sound design, sound design, unbelievable. There's not much in terms of music per se in this game, but the way that they build atmosphere in this game and the sound effects are just so crisp and, and mm. so like, for example, you're the first boss fight you go up against. He's called the prospector and prospectors use their mining pitchforks and stuff like that to hit rocks and while you're fighting him you like you're hearing these rocks and you just sound like you're in a mine and the oh just the way that they're able to add tension and anxiety with the sound effects and the mm, it is fucking top-notch and when there is music in this game it's really 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 good so I just got to gloat about the sound design. I'm pretty sure that's what this game was getting the award for. Was it sound design? Something like that. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where I heard about this game. It was getting an award for, I believe it was sound design, and now I fully understand why. Like, even though this game, like I said, doesn't have that much music, I kept, I barely, like, I rarely take the headphones off. And I thought this game was going to be, like, a really good one to have a podcast going because it's a card game. I'm like, oh, there probably won't be a real need to keep the headphones on but oh the atmosphere that it builds with the music especially with a nice pair of headphones on really good shit good shit so yeah they really turn that up with the boss fights with the atmospheric music and the sounds really get amped up with the boss fights really like it and each boss without spoil i'm not going to spoil the mechanic but each one has a really interesting kind of mechanic puzzle thing going on that you kind of have to figure out and i'm not gonna lie dude the fucking the fur the fur trader and the trapper combo fight that one had me that one had me struggling for a while it took me a minute took me a hot few tries to get through that guy because just couldn't figure out the strategy on that one but once i did and got through it oh fuck yeah so that was boss fights i really enjoy and there's a lot of boss fights currently as i'm going through so what so let's i think there's like 12 boss fights roughly and um yeah dude it's uh they're really really fun and each one has this really cool mechanic and they keep they don't just recycle mechanics like each one like i said really keeps you on your toes you're like oh fuck it just really i love the way i love the way that this game makes me think man i love it absolutely love that shit okay so did the boss fights um so the only thing that i want to touch on about act two and three like i said without spoiling anything but the game takes a really fucking cool turn so i haven't really talked about the mist aspect of this game not like actual physical mist but mist as in the video game the mystery game that you're like kind of walking around on this like four directional plane kind of deal but there's like Um, You can kind of walk around this room that you're in. You're playing the card game at a table. You can walk away from the table. And there's, like, cool things going around the room, you know? You're like, oh, what's that? There's, like, kind of, like, little puzzles going around. And if you can figure out some of the puzzles, 
you kind of find some really cool shit. And you'll find out really quickly that some of these cards have a personality to them. And they talk, some of these cards. So... Once you start talking to these cards, these cards will start kind of telling you some stuff, and uh, they'll kind of start leading you down this kind of path that'll lead you to uh, unlocking some really fucking cool shit. So I'll just say that the talking cards, they're all excellent. I really liked all the talking cards, the personality-wise. Uh, the one card, I believe he's Stout, Stout, something like that. Fucking love that guy. Love that little bastard. He's always chirping me, saying that I'm making bad moves, but oh, oh yeah, so... I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to dive too deep into that. But talking cards, cool personalities, very cool. Okay, so I guess since we're on the topic of cards, let's talk a little bit about some of the cards that uh, I thought were really cool. So uh, we talked about Stout. Fucking love that little dude. Uh, Stinkbug is another one that talks to you a lot nicer, a lot nicer of a card. So, yeah, uh, very interesting, very, very interesting. Uh, now some cards that don't, well, no, wait, there's one more that does talk that I have to talk about. Uh, this one's a little bit late game, but there's no spoilers to it. Uh, the card's name is Lonely Wizbot. Oh my God. I love this dude. I love this dude. Just stimulation. If you know, you know, that's, that's all I'm going to say. All right. So it's just some cards that I thought had some really cool things going on with them. Um, uh, child 13, uh, really cool card that has a really awesome ability. You can sacrifice this card, but it stays on the board. So you could, if you can keep that card on the board, you can keep using it for sacrifices. I, I got a lot of use out of that card, and I really liked it. Um, and also, it, it powers up whenever you use it for a sacrifice. This is the kicker. Uh, when you do use it for a sacrifice, it gains power. So it's a really useful card. So uh, if you're playing this game, you come across a child 13, I recommend you pick that some bitch up. Uh, and then, okay, so this strategy, this is just a strategy that I just happened to walk into while I was going through one of my runs. And this is, this strategy got me through so much of the game, uh, in the first half or the first act. It got me through the whole part. Ants, fucking ants, baby. The ants. Oh my, the, my ant strategy was fucking disgusting. So how it went down is I, I'd lay my squirrels down to uh and it, i i got them with uh so those totems that i talked about earlier i was able to get a totem that whenever i would lay a squirrel down which was free i would get an ant and whenever i place an ant down it would give me another ant and then if i place a squirrel i get another ant and when you play an ant it powers up the other ants so i was just fucking laying ants down on the board non-stop and then you get mother ant and she's an even more powerful ant so it was just a non-stop flurry of ants like it was unfucking stoppable so uh if you if you're struggling out there try and get the ant strategy down because oh my god it i walked through everybody with those ants like there was just no stopping the ants they were unfucking stoppable i loved it uh so yeah that's some of the cards that i love there's also this um i didn't have it written down but it's a it's uh it's an important card throughout the game it's a it's a praying mantis and it has a really awesome ability pretty simple ability that um it just it's able to attack in three directions at once so it can attack straight and it can it attack two cards on the left and the right of it so very useful and actually i don't think i actually went back and touched on those death cards so now that i laid down a little bit more what the cards are so when you do die you get to choose three traits to create a death card you get to pick how much it costs to summon it and a lot of the time you can make it free so let's just so let's build a death card together okay so it costs is free. Its power is three, 
and it's a defense is one and then we're going to pick a power for it we're going to make it we're going to give it the mantis power it can it can attack in three directions so there you go there's your death card you get to name it and then it takes a picture of you and i'm not going to tell you what you look like it's it's not it's not anything crazy but yeah you get to create your little death card now i got to create a whole bunch of little death cards they'll sprinkle them out throughout like the runs you'll when you come across like on the board it's like oh pick a random card sometimes you'll get your death card and you're like oh fuck yeah most of the time they're super duper powerful man they're so they you can make some really ridiculous cards sometimes it's mostly i think it just comes down to luck whatever three random cards you get to draw from it comes down to luck i had this one card it was so fucking powerful it was literally it was basically exodia if, if i get it it's over it's done you're done so it would have the mantis power where it attacks in three directions but it had three attack power so it's that there three three and three so it'd sit there and do nine attack in one and it'll so you're done if if it would just attack you you're done so i called that car i should have called it exodia now that i talked about it i just called it gg just good game you're it's done it's over so death cards were fucking tight loved the death cards those were really cool i don't think like later on in the game i don't believe that mechanic translates further on to the game i don't think i'm making death cards anymore but in the first act the creating the death cards was awesome super awesome and um yeah man i think that's just about everything there is um beside into this game that i could talk about without spoiling it Uh, excuse me good lord without dying but seriously um if you're into something with a really quirky story you like a good strategy game you like a good card game you like a good roguelike game or you just like something different uh this game's got like i said i don't want to touch on the story but I am so drawn into this story. I am so on the edge of my seat. So this game will deliver you little snippets of story and in very awesome ways. So you're just, you, every once in a while, you'll, you'll come across this thing and it's like, oh, here's like five little video snippets of story. And I'm not going to explain like how the story is, how it's given to you, but you're, you will love it. You will absolutely love it. It's a, a very awesome twist to this game. I, I was, I was just a big smile on my face the whole time it's going on like every time these twists would happen i'm like oh no way that's so fucking cool like really really unique game a very smart game just a thought-provoking game and dude i am absolutely in love with this game inscription it's so freaking cool i can't wait to finish it up i'm, I'm close now i think i got like uh i'm on the final two bosses in act three so that's where i'm at with it i had a little bit of a situation where i thought i was getting burnt out or maybe the game was overstaying its welcome just for a little bit but then like i said it started adding in some new mechanics that i was like ooh, like they were they were cool enough that i was like oh okay this is i'm i'm into this but i got a little turned off when like there was almost like a little bit too much of a change if if you understand what i'm saying there's almost too much of a stray from that act one and i got really comfortable in act one i was like i'm comfy here and it took me a little you know a little bit of prying to get me out of act one and got more comfortable but as i got going like i loved act two and now i'm into act three like oh my god like the twist like especially once you get to act two there is uh it's um it just kind of changes completely in the look of the game and um it's not all that like I was kind of blown away at right away with the game because like when you get to the, you got the startup screen, the startup screen is like eight bit classic, like eight bit shit. 
and then you get into the game and it's very much not 8-bit. You're like, where's the 8-bit? Well, the 8-bit will come out a little bit later on in the game. And when it does, you're like, oh, fuck, this is so cool. So there's that, there's that. Um, but seriously, I cannot recommend this game enough for the price point, for just the quali- just the quality of the, of the strategy in the game. I'm loving it. I just can't get enough of the card game. I'm like, I want another battle. I want to get another card and, and add it to my, to my just new strategy plan. It's got a good amount of difficulty to it. I'm not going to say it's like a, a, fucking extremely difficult game but sometimes it just comes down to rng you just need a little bit of card luck sometimes and it it, you will die you will have to go through the boards uh, a few times and i guess yeah um i did get a little burned out in terms of how i had to go through act one quite a few times like i had to fight the the first what is it two bosses first two bosses like uh, quite a few times because I had to keep trying to get to that last boss that I couldn't beat. So to do that, I had to get through the first boss and the second boss. Now, they're a lot easier as you're going through it because you're getting more powerful cards. So those boss fights aren't hard. The first time around, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a little bit challenging. Second boss fight, oh, yeah, yeah, But getting going back through, you're just getting more powerful, better cards. So it's not that bad, but... You know, by the time I got to, like, the fifth time the, the fur trader uh, trapper guy killed me, I was like, ugh... You know, there was there was a few times I was like, okay, I'm just going to go play something else because I don't really want to go through two boards right now to get to the third board and fight that boss again. Like, I just don't really feel like doing that right now. But I don't know. Yeah, so I, 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 I didn't uh, track how many hours I put into the game so far. Uh, I can... I can um, I'd say I'm probably at least like 12 to 15 hours right now. And we're in and around the ending of it, I I think. I'm not 100% sure. But, ooh, what a quality amount of out like just the time that's been in the game very very quality and it just keeps getting better and right now like like there like i said there was just that little bit of hump where i was like uh getting a little bit worn but it drew me back in with like like act two act three like oh baby yes i cannot wait to see how this game ends this mystery that's going on behind this game i'm fully invested super into it and like i said i i don't get drawn into video game stories that much but this one's doing a fantastic job and a very, very creative game. Very creative, uh, charming, and <laughs> very funny. Very funny as well. A couple good laughs in there. And yeah, man, it's a really great game. Some really good uh, third, uh, what's that What's that term? Uh, third wall? Th- breaking the third wall? Whatever that is. That They do that a little bit and it's really cool. So I think that's all I want to say about Inscription today, and I uh, hope you enjoyed me just kind of ranting about a game. I, I trying to do my best without spoiling it because there's just a whole other half of this game that I can't really discuss or want to discuss because I don't want to spoil it for people. I want people to go out and experience it themselves, and I, I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will, you will fucking love this, man. You'll get every bang for your buck. This is, um, this is a delightful video game. I, I'm, I'm going. I, I can. If I had to score it right now, like right now, it's like an eight and a half borderline nine for me right now. This game's fucking awesome. I love and I'm loving it. And if they stick the landing and, and we'll see where it goes, I can see this game having a pretty strong case in my games of the year for 2023 already, because I am in love with this game, man, in love. Almost every single time that I put the controller down, I'm like, what a great fucking video game. What a great game. I love this. This is so cool. And yeah, man, I would love if anyone out there has played this game and and you want to discuss it with me a little bit, hit me up on Twitter, something like that. Send me an email and we can discuss um, 
don't go, don't like just throw major spoilers at me right away because, like I said, I'm not done the game yet. But you know, we could talk about this game. I would love to, and I hope I did a good enough job that maybe I turned you onto this game or at least put it on your radar because this game I feel is absolutely worthy of at least you know checking it out. It's a very low and in, low price investment. I think, I like I said, you will get. Uh, your bang for your buck with this game so i will recommend it over and over again uh look up inscription on i cannot tell you what it is on on everything but this would be a phenomenal switch game if you can get it on nintendo switch i i'm not 100 on that i apologize i should be more professional but i'm not um, but there you go, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I'm sorry it is Monday, but as always, I hope this uh, episode helps your Monday, your shitty Monday, or whatever day you're listening to this on. Uh, I hope it just makes whatever day you're listening to it on a little bit better. I know it's only an hour, but I hope it, you know, an hour, a little bit of hour of my time giving it to you and you guys giving me your time and listening to me. I mean, it goes a long way. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Just like Inscription is. So, before I head out, I'll do a little bit of shameless plugging. You can go check out the YouTube channel. YouTube channel, uh, like I said, uh, playing through until dawn. We're gonna be finishing that one up. I really, really enjoyed doing that let's play. Might be one of my favorite ones I've done all time. Really had a good time playing, uh, doing a let's play on that one. So special game, and like I said, I am recording the Wolf Among Us. So there'll be that new series coming out in a short amount of time. Some extra random Witcher videos getting thrown in there, and always be on the lookout on that YouTube channel. You never know what I'm going to throw up there. I might throw in some inscription videos. I never, I don't, I really, actually, I can't at this point because now I'm into like major spoiler territory. So I can't do that, but you never know. I, I, I could throw up, I'm, I'm planning on playing Ratchet and Clank, uh, whatever the newest one on PS5 is really soon. So maybe I'll throw up a gameplay of that. We'll see where it goes, man. I just, I love video games, love talking about them. And this one, I just, oh, I just couldn't help myself. I had to talk about it and I can't get enough of it. I'm going to go play some more of it in a short amount of time after I do this. So you can follow me on Twitter. Again, link is down below. You can follow me and just keep up to date with, uh, uh, usually I'll be, uh, uh I, I'm falling apart here. I'm so close to the end to fall apart. I'll put announcements up there for upcoming uh, video game topics. You can suggest topics to me, let you know what uh, games are going to be coming out on my YouTube channel. And yeah, all that great stuff. Great place to discuss, especially live wrestling. When I do uh, my uh, wrestling recap show, it's a great place we can discuss wrestling over there. Now is a really hot time in wrestling. We're on a road on the road to WrestleMania. Just did the Royal Rumble review the other day. So I, if, you, if you're interested, I'd love if you guys would go over there and give my Royal rumble review a checkout it was a very very fun show and a wild night of royal rumble rumbleage that's for sure so you can go back and check those out and of course you can always go back and check out any of the prior what 27 episodes of the gx GamerCast. a whole variety of video games i've talked about old new current fucking anything man just any game that i feel like talking about i got a whole fucking hard drive of useless video game information stored up here right beside the useless information file for wrestling and hockey so if you're interested in any of those three things i'm your guy to follow around because i love those three things too and i love talking about them every single week here on the podcast so thank you again everybody for listening you can check me out again i'll be back on wednesday with the hockey cast and uh yeah Saturday will be your wrestling recap and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Go buy Inscription. It's incredible. 